This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin, Chris Gabin, Eric Siska, and we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you're new to the program, thank you for checking us out. Uh, this is the second week of, uh, you know, the Oscar festivities that we're getting ourselves wrapped up in. So we're covering uh, a film from a nominee from each of the four major acting categories. Last week, Best Supporting Actor with Ethan Hawke right. and uh, Taking Lives. Uh, this week, Best Supporting Actress, Patricia Arquette, also for Boyhood. Uh, but a few years before she started filming Boyhood, we had this insane pile of crap. It's Stigmata from 1999, directed by Rupert Wainwright. The auteur behind Blank Check. Yep. Stay the fuck tuned. <laughs> Christ almighty, that movie. Oh, man. And he's also, just so no one gets confused, he's not a part of the Wainwright musical no, he's dynasty. he's not playing any songs. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no quiet that... folk music. No banjo or piano. No, 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 none of that. He's not strumming a harp nope. quietly in a dark room. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I mean, he's directing movies for, like yeah, Blank Check that. and Stigmata. It sucks for him. <laughs> um, This is like... You know what this is? And this is becoming like a nice recurring gag on the show. This ain't your mama's exorcist. <laughs> like, this is like the most, like, we're trying to make a badass getting into the 21st century exorcist movie. Because the catalyst for this whole thing, like the inciting incident, is the same exact thing as in The Exorcist. Yeah. Like, the, the whole movie is Patricia Arquette starts experiencing the stigma, stigmatic wounds, yeah. right? So, like, the wounds that jesus got as he was crucified and you would think that's just the first movement towards right. something bigger but no right. that's the whole fucking movie that's it that's I, the whole thing i was waiting for the passion of the christ to break out you think she's getting like hit with like cat nine tails on the eyelid and all that shit yeah and she's, she's just the completely just all blood well, wandering see. the street <laughs> and i was talking to eric about this earlier I, got, I was waiting for like the illuminati or something like that. Well, right. that's that's what it starts sort of setting up, but then just gets super lazy and decides to be a 96-minute movie and doesn't address any of those things that it sets up. And also, yeah. we should bring up, it It, it does, we, we start with, it's almost seven credits, but it's seven credits mixed oh, with the God. craft. It, oh, it's the craft big time. Yeah. It's With the like switching symbols as the names. Alt it's all rock. You know, <laughs> oh, God. We're having fun at alt rock. Oh, <laughs> oh maybe we'll get tattoos now. <laughs> maybe we'll just start fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great to be alive in the 90s. Oh, man. I was waiting for the Deftones to remix David Bowie, too. Oh, 
man. And the thing that's very frustrating about all of that, music by Billy Corgan. Huh. Billy Corgan was the one that was like, you know, I think what I'd like to do is sort of organize all the songs for that film Stigmata. That would be pretty cool. Do you think, now, this is just, just throwing it out there. Do you think my cat can do anything for this? Do you think <laughs> Do you think he can maybe step on the engineering panels? Maybe his, maybe he knows what music is and we just don't know. I Hashtag, think, I want my band back. I think that's what he did. <laughs> I think that's what this music is. Dude, do you think this movie was scored by Keyboard Cat? Yes. Oh by Skittles Corgan? <laughs> he's, he, he's the Keyboard Cat, the famous GIF. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think he might that have done was, it. That was, that was him penning the score to Stigmata. That's <laughs> him in his studio. So we start off also like... It's some old text, and we can't be that obvious about ripping off The Exorcist, so we're setting the prologue of our film in South America instead Brazil. of the Middle East. It's the, it's the same thing. It's like someone has found uh, you know, an old artifact. In this case, it's a rosary. And it gets mailed to the United States, and it's c- 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 cursed. Well, we came here because, you know, Father Gabriel Byrne, oh, which, I mean, <sighs> man, he slumming. Like, and he does a lot of slumming, so I don't feel so bad saying it. I mean, that that's well, where I kind of wanted to raise a question, is like, how much is this slumming it? I mean, I he's a great actor, yeah. but it's Gabriel Byrne? Yeah, I mean, I, I he did like... this in End of Days in the same year. <laughs> he thought he was reaching like a nice peak, though, probably. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm in these big, I'm in these big movies now with these movie stars. Was this a year after Usual Suspects? I think this is a year Ooh. or two after Usual Suspects. Well, it would be four years, right? If this is '99. Well, regardless of when exactly it was, the point is he'd already been burned into not playing Kaiser Soze. Gabriel like... burned. He got Gabriel Burns, dude, exactly. Because that was the whole thing. I had never heard this until recently. I think Steve told me that, like, the whole time with Usual Suspects, he thought his character was going to be Kaiser Soze. Oh, right. Right. And, there was, yeah, that he was confused about the movie that he was making. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, because Kaiser Soze, like, launched yeah. Kevin Spacey. So we we're talking about how, like, he sees, like, ads for House of Cards on Netflix and, like, he, you know, Kevin Spacey's being all smug into the camera or whatever. And he's like, that could have been me. That scumbag Kevin Spacey got to be Kaiser Soze. <laughs> Do you think Gabriel Byrne thinks that he was born to play Frank Underwood? Yeah, I think wow. that's what he looks at every single move that Kevin Spacey makes. Like, that could have been me. Okay, no. Pax, that could have been mine. <laughs> Bobby Darren, Beyond the Sea movie, that could have been me. No, I don't think it could happen because Gabriel Byrne's smiling as a scowl. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Kevin Spacey can do the charm, you know, when you're you know, trying to like wheel and deal. He can do that. Gabriel Byrne just looks like the devil. That's why he was so yeah. rightly cast and for End of also, Days. Also, he's not getting a uh, a, a Georgian accent down. No. And uh, no. from the internet ticker, Usual Suspects 95, Stigmata 99. <laughs> Speaking of this era, we also are in Seven City. It's it's. Oh my god! I can't believe we're. Bo- I, 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 th- I thought I just drove out of Seven City with Taking Lives, and now I'm, uh, at least, I'm started. At least this is like it's 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 not super specified, but it is Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. Like right. the original title for this film, or like one of the like proposed titles, the Pittsburgh Devil. No, no, what was that? It no, it was it was uh, 
Saint Francis, the patron saint of Pittsburgh, or something like that. <laughs> Jesus, wow, fit yeah. that on a poster. That, or Saint Frankie. That's like I think my movie matters more <laughs> than it does. The patron saint of Pittsburgh. If it should be, if your title <laughs> is longer than five words, <laughs> I can't play. Take a step back. I can't play Kaiser Soze, the most usual of suspects. Then I'll play Saint P- <laughs> Saint Francis of Pittsburgh. <laughs> So we start, it's, it's Gabriel Byrne is going into this church where there's a Virgin Mary statue that's bleeding out the eyes. Right, and his role is like he's an investigator for the Vatican. He's like half scientist, half, he's basically Indiana Jones in this. Yes. He's going down <laughs> yeah. to like the wild, the wild regions of Catholics yeah. and finding weird artifacts and saying, that belongs in the Vatican. That's that is kind of it that he does go to these places and like we find out he was there. He's supposed to be looking at some water stain. And then (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea that like the Vatican actually entertains this shit. Oh, yeah. Because like when he (laughs) like we'll we'll jump ahead just a second here. But like when he goes back to the Vatican and 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 Jonathan Price is like. What are you talking to me about this statue for? I paid good money to send you to Brazil to look at that goddamn water stain on that wall. And you come back showing me pictures of a statue? It's like a week vacation after the water stain. <laughs> he, he, he goes through the signs of the water stain. It's like, oh, there were two gutters on that roof. And that's where your water stain's coming. <laughs> but, like, if this is still going on with the Catholic Church and the Vatican is like, will be, like, sending people out to, like, He's like, oh, now I gotta go bid on that uh, that cinnamon toast crunch flake that looks like the Virgin Mary <laughs> on eBay. Well, do you think do you think there's actually like an E team for this shit where they troll the internet looking nope. for stuff? Roland for sale? is in the Vatican's basement, and Roland <laughs> is just having a day on eBay. He just types in Christ into the search. Yeah, dude, he's buying all sorts of like tortilla chips and shit. If the Vatican is investigating eBay and and internet for Catholicism, that validates everything on there. You know, like yeah. Slender Man's real. <laughs> all all the internet, the new internet boogeyman. Totally. <laughs> so he's there, and this is what I love about this. There, the people in this church have congregated for a priest's funeral. Yep, and he's in there like. Oh, I heard this statue was bleeding and he's in there and he's like taking pictures and all of this shit. And all of these people are gathered around and they're being very polite about it. But they're just like, you know, man, this service is going to be over in like 10 minutes. Can you stop with the flash photography? Well, that's what I think the problem is, is that he suggests that it's like been this has been happening for weeks because it happened in conjunction with the priest's death this bleeding statue so they're there to see the statue i think more than anything at this point. right but that's what's rude about it well yeah like like, let them convene do their prayers and then take pictures after hours but also he's got like it's 1999 man there are digital cameras and the one thing i know for for a fact is the vatican has some money oh yeah and they can afford a digital camera to give you several he's got this big fucking bulb out and half of this movie is that thing snapping? <laughs> it's and just him snapping? shooting the light bulbs like out of the flash apparatus. Yeah. Like, wow, what a scoop. Ba-ching! Well, number one, he's like a 40-year-old man in 1999. Sure. <laughs> and number two, I mean, it's more cinematic. Like now, now the audience can tell I'm taking a picture. I mean, I get it. He gets to <laughs> cut now because that's all he does is, well, Rupert Wainwright is he's cut like every time the thing goes off intense dude the editing (laughs) and like all the cinematography in this movie is junk 
It's just junk. It's just so obvious. It's, like, I get it, man. There's a lot of, like, we're trying to be arty. Oh, no, yeah. But it's really not. Yeah. Like, you know what was great about The Exorcist was, like, it was very reserved. Like, yeah. everything about that movie is, like, calm. You know, like, the acting. that's creepier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the actors doing their thing and, like, the sound design. That's the only real flashy shit going on in that movie. Like, Father Marin getting out of that cab. Like, the very you know, famous shot of him looking up at the house and everything. Like, just taking it easy. Like, William Friedkin's taking it easy. Well, Friedkin likes to set up a shot. Like, that's the thing. Is like, that movie was all clearly planned out. This is what we're going to shoot today. This is yeah. what we're going to shoot this fucking thing is just like, well, maybe if we point it at the ceiling, it'll look cool. Like, how many filters does this internet editing program, you know, like, how how, can, how many things can I download here to add onto my editing, you know, station? For a second, I thought you were going to say that uh, Gabriel Byrne was using Instagram or something. <laughs> And, 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 and look at this, Father. I can make the, the statue look bloodier with this filter. Look, all I have to do is make it a little warm. Put on the X-Pro 2 filter. Oh, shadows are darker on this one. <laughs> To see oh, it there. Oh, you see that? You see that? Uh, Inkwell proves this is uh, bogus. <laughs> I can really see it. It's very stark now. So we cut between that and you know the, the credits start. They're terrible. They're ripping off Seven. And Oh, man. And it's one of those things where we start the credits and it goes into screen stigmata and it's like all these girls saying the like the lord's prayer in the background right and then the credits keep on going they just keep going and these are some long ass credits it's like it's one of those things where a credit pops up and you're like wait the credits aren't over come on and and this is your you're you're introducing your one of your main characters through the credits which is just patricia arquette like (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm getting a tattoo now, and I'm a hairdresser. I'm in a bra. Hey, everybody, yeah. look, I'm in a bra. <laughs> That's I'm what... going clubbing and drinking tons of alcohol. The inner bra moment was my playful laughter. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, that's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, I hate when they do this. Like, yeah, it's lazy. You're introducing your protagonist through a shitty montage with shitty Billy Corgan curated music or whatever is happening. KMFDM or something. (sighs) Man, it just stinks. And that'd be, that'd be a step up. (laughs) Uh, But this is, you know, so barely Chris is is looking at me like (laughs) lobsters are crawling (laughs) my ears here. Um, But yeah, so like she, she's a hairdresser. She works in a really alternative salon where it's like, you know, you can get a haircut, you can get a tattoo, you can get your nipples pierced, like whatever you want to be doing in there. But it's also like one of those like horror film bars where like all everything around it is gross. Where she hangs out or where she works? Where she works. Because she hangs out she in a hangs blade out bar. In a really <laughs> silly place. It's a blade bar. And it's a bar where vampires and blade would It's hang also out. the it is actually the vampire bar uh from X Files three. When they when she goes to meet him, dude, I just watched that episode, and you're totally right. It's, it's the, the same, same exact place. It's one of those things like you'd get in there, and it's like, oh man, I there's a mistake. There's probably some wannabe vampires in this bar, Ew. and there's definitely ones in this movie because like they're all like like licking wounds, they're, like there's cutting to the audience of this bar. Yeah, and it's, it's gross. It's some seedy characters. I'd rather be in the soapy club from boys and girls than i would absolutely uh, be in this crazy bar so you know she wakes up she you know she takes a dude home and you know she wakes up he's gone 
and the mother calls and this is where we're introduced to like this mother totally not a character but like we just hear this one phone call and she's like oh i'm traveling all over south america blah 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 did you get my package and she opens it up and it's like some postcards a tchotchke or two and then this rosary and you know it's like all right we're looking at the crucifix here we're really zooming in on it like <laughs> Everybody remembered that this is the thing that's about to cause trouble. Because also, this movie is a very anti-church movie. But then, right. don't pretend to be a little surprised when it turns out it is this rosary that <laughs> is causing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll really hammer it home for like 15, 20 seconds and then kind of not address it until the last like 15 minutes of the movie. And then it turns out that's what did it all. Yeah, that's what just did the whole thing with also some Vatican conspiracy, but thing. we'll get to that. So she she's best buds with uh, Nia Long. Is that her name? Nia Long. From, uh, the, the Ice Cube family film. Oh, she's in Friday. <laughs> Love Jones. For, for a second, I thought you were saying she was from the Ice Cube family. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, the, like there's multiple ones with la just the last name Ice Cube. Uh, the Cubes? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not a member of the Cubes. She plays his wife in, like, in Are, Are We, we There yet? yet? Or whatever. Are We Dead is. Yet? That's the fucking movie I want to make, thinking about those those pictures. She's also in those Best Man movies, which, oh, man. Oh, Best Man Holiday? The best Man, The Best Man Holiday, and now, soon to be, The Best Man Wedding. Well, Jesus Christ, Ooh. it takes you three movies to get to the wedding? Like, what's even going on? Well, there's a bunch of weddings. You don't want to know. The best, wait, wait. <laughs> then The Best Man Divorce? That's. I mean, they could go for it. Sure. The, the no, those, well, those well, movies are super fucking Catholic, so I don't think the best man alimony. Possibly the, the best man. The best suicide? man tombstone. The best man suicide. Yeah, then the best man funeral, and then the best man tombstone, and then the is, best man zombie attack. Yeah. No, and then we relaunch the best man brand and then with we, Nick Cannon <laughs> at the front. In best man tombstone reboot it's a western now there you go oh, that's the sick. idea yeah there you go <laughs> we just figured it out you're welcome all those dudes in those movies she's also flanked by uh porsche porsche de rossi porsche de rossi who like this is pre-arrested development so nobody yeah. cares but she's like also one of the hairdressers but it's not it doesn't come to anything. No. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, it's Portia de Rossi, but you forget she didn't have her big break yet, so right. it's just like so a nothing They're character. just making her fill out a frame. Yeah, her yeah. and Ann Cusack. I mean, Oh, yeah, Ann Cusack's totally one scene in this movie with Ann no Cusack. Yeah. She's just playing this nurse that's like, now, did you try to kill yourself? <laughs> no, you definitely tried to kill yourself. <laughs> so we're lazily introduced to her, and then we go back to the Vatican, and that's like, we're introduced to Jonathan Price. He's like this big so-and-so cardinal in the Vatican who's like the boss of Gabriel Byrne. Mr. Mars, Veronica Mars' father. Keith Mars, played by Enrico Colantoni, doing one of the worst Italian accents. Oh, my You'll, God. I, oh, my God, dude. This is like, his character is like a bad in living color sketch character. Like, it's the absolute worst accent ever. And it's like, dude, I think you're, a, you're you come from Italian people. Get that shit down. Go talk to your grandfather for a while. Oh, also, he's, he's clearly dead. a stooge from the beginning. Like, he's just this guy in the corner who clearly is under Price's foot the whole oh, fucking thing. Big time. So, like, I'm just, I get your character immediately, and then you do nothing until the last scene. Ah, <sighs> man. So, yeah, it's this whole thing where, like, there's really some butting heads, and Gabriel Burns, like, I want to go back to uh uh south america because i want to check out this thing and he's like did you check out that water stain and he's like yeah dude listen it's just a water stain or as he calls it an optical illusion like he really i don't know 
if he was like trying hard to tone down his Irish accent or like what is going on here, right. but like it, it's like is he trying to be American or is he trying to be a little Italian? I don't, yeah, or? I don't know. It's but what comes out is like Irish light. Is, yeah. is what's happening yeah. here and he's like he's like no 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 jonathan Preisler, i assure you it's an optical illusion um you know and they kind of have some f- some fighting going on and you kind of know right away like jonathan price is just an evil son of a bitch yeah, yeah of course he's, like, he is. he's a papal darth vader or something <laughs> without like, the cloak what is his rank he's like an enforcer or something yeah. He's just in tr- like he is. He is just a kind of an enforcer, like a man, like administrative. Yeah, I mean that's what Vatican cardinals are. They're like the thugs of the you know the Vatican. Oh, that's why they can move diagonally across the board. Nah. <laughs> You're thinking of bishops. Oh, oh excuse me, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Cardinals are not pieces on a chessboard. I apologize to cardinals. <laughs> apologize to the game of chess. Or I the apologize to any chesses listening. <laughs> Just pieces listening. Uh, so, it, you know, then we, we flop back. So we're in Pittsburgh and where we're going to stay for most of the movie. And she's like, um, so I might be pregnant. And Neil Long's like, all right, well, that's cool. Like, you got options. Don't worry about it. Cut to one of the most awkward shots in this movie. Like, she has, uh, like, a rough day at work, yep. you, you know, at, at the salon. She goes home. She's worried that she's pregnant. And it's this... Again, because we're trying so hard to make this movie look artistic and you know brilliant, mm-hmm. it's they. She takes a bath and she's in the bath, but then what we see, we cut to this thing where she's like, Patricia Arquette, as an actress, is lying in like this gigantic fish uh, aquarium Big kind tank, of thing. Yeah, because it's like this. Oh, we, we're seeing through the bathtub. Yeah. Right, right. It's a bathtub. And she's not le- there's no fish floating by. No, 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 no. But it's just it's a box filled with water yeah. to get this shot and she's like she's standing there and she's awkwardly standing like laying in covering there covering herself yeah. covering her her chest which is like no one is laying in the tub like this movie like no. shit or get off like, the what pot that's how this. i lay in the tub with your hand over your breast yes <laughs> like oh my god i don't want to see god i don't want god to see my nipples i'm always worried about god <laughs> seeing your nipples comes in yeah. <laughs> I don't want mittens to see me naked, <laughs> says Eric Siska taking a bath. Uh, yep. You know what? Checks out. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, she's kind of, like, also she's using her other hand to, like, rub her stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's got a tattoo around her belly button so you know that she's really badass and alternative. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. We're seeing reflections and back and forth. Oh, we're seeing everything, like, I could give a shit. Dude, to the people out there that love bitching about J.J. Abrams and, and the, 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 the flashing and whatnot. All those things that barely, barely... <laughs> Dude, pull my attention from what's happening. Yeah. Watch Stigmata. The lens flaring <laughs> is out of control in this movie. Watch a lot of movies in the late 90s. Yeah. Like, no. there's just a lot of, like, bloop, bloop, yeah. bloop, right <laughs> on the it's screen. Everywhere. It's going to give you seizures, honestly. So, yeah. speaking of seizures, she starts flipping out. And, you know, that's where she gets, like, the hands of the Stigmata action. And <sighs> she just gets these holes that, in, like... In her wrists. Yeah, in her and wrists it's just, and like, spewing blood. Yeah. And she's, like... Looks like she's being electrocuted in this bathtub yeah, the way she's, she's flopping around. around. Well, because the lights are flip flapping all over the place, too. You have no idea what's going on. So, I was like, did a toaster fall in? What's happening? She's so alternative that when, <laughs> when Stigmata takes hold of her, a rave breaks out. <laughs> well, yeah, glow she sticks. Is, she is dressed as a sneaker pimp this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
from from real one. Yeah, you're totally right. She's got right. like the little pixie haircut. She's got this yellow jacket. I got to talk about this for a minute. Sure. It's got it yellow bee? fur trim. It's the silliest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. She buys all her clothes at a, at a Halloween store. I feel it's what... <laughs> a Halloween store in Arizona. Like... <laughs> The most off-the-beaten path used Halloween store. <laughs> used Halloween clothing? <laughs> oh, man. Ew. Uh, like where you bring your old pumpkins and all that shit. Bring your old How do you <laughs> detox from Halloween? Wait, are you bringing rotting pumpkins somewhere? <laughs> to some guy's house. He just you're asked dri- for wait, you're driving it to Arizona. and Not, I mean, up. my guy isn't in Arizona, but wait, I'm sure there is it? a guy in Arizona. Hey, Chris, you carved this already, right? And it's nice and mushy. Okay, I'm going to go put it in my microwave for a couple seconds. All right, have a good day, Dale. <laughs> um, so she's rushed to the hospital. Someone finds her. And I, I guess it's you're supposed to believe it's Nia Long. You don't really see what happens. Yeah. Cut to the hospital. There's Ann Cusack as this doctor or whatever. And in a matter of minutes, she has another freak out. Like, this movie... She is cranking up the freakouts to like a 12. Like she's constantly just screaming in this movie and yelling. Like it's really obnoxious to watch this movie with headphones on. Like it's more obnoxious than it normally would be, I guess, sure. just watching the movie. Which, by the way, I have seen this movie like 10 times. Whoa. Whoa. 10 times. Dude, so this was uh, a classic case of Andrew bad taste in movies in high school. This was one of the first DVDs I ever purchased. Uh, and I just watched the shit out of this movie and I, I hadn't seen it for several years. Like, I think I maybe watched it 10 times from like the year 2000 to the year 2001 and then never watched it again. Right. But man, I just had some shit taste. Like proof in the pudding that like, you yeah, know, we all, we kids all have are those, stupid. Yeah, we all have those moments. So you could stop writing that email. <laughs> Andrew just admitted it and well, he was with you. Back that was then. 1999. I mean, for uh, obviously... For guys our age, because 99, that's where you had the bad movies from that year. I'm almost positive I had End of Days on DVD. <laughs> I can't say for I sure. Know I didn't, but I think it was like the only time I'd like ever actually like gone to the movie theater on like Thanksgiving or uh-huh. Christmas or whenever it came out. It actually went, yeah. Yeah, it was like Christmas Day that night. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. <laughs> Fight's <laughs> gotta happen. Fist fight the devil. <laughs> Which is what happens when he fucking fist fights the devil in huge devil form. That's a stay tuned and a oh, half. Yes. Also one. with Gabriel Byrne playing also the devil. The devil. Same year. <laughs> it's been a big religious uh, year for that guy. So she freaks out in the hospital again, you know, and it's they clearly think that she's tried to kill herself. And this scene goes on for way too long. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Way too long. And actually, funny enough, what I noticed, great... Um, Again, people before they were in bigger movies. There's a guy who kicks Neil Long like out of the emergency room. That oh, guy yeah. goes on to be he's on Homeland and he's also the actor who like helps Tony Stark build the Iron Man yeah. suit in like the first Iron oh, Man movie. Wow. I was like, that guy looks really familiar. And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, that guy. I I recognize him from Homeland because I was like, Oh, he's him. Okay. Yeah, he helped Tony Stark build that in a cave. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like you tried to kill yourself. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Shut up about it, you know. Um, But then somewhere along the way, uh, you know, 
she has another like it's just this this movie could be called Patricia Arquette in a series of ridiculous freakouts, right? Yeah. Because it's like okay, I I'm fine, you know, I had some time off. Let's go back to the salon. I just need to get like back to work, whatnot. And then she starts seeing stuff in the street. She sees it was it's a hooded woman. It's a hooded woman dumping a baby into the street. It's Which just, it's, I mean, it's Pittsburgh. You got to roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, it's just the crazy streets of Pittsburgh. Yeah, look, if you don't think you're gonna see a woman putting her child in immense danger every day in pittsburgh move to another city (laughs) boston's really nice this time of year doesn't rain as much it's not bad winter well no i don't think it actually rains this much in pittsburgh we're just ripping off seven yeah it's the spooky rainy town yeah (laughs) well no it's every city it's like new york city with seattle weather yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it always is. If you're, yeah, if you're making a creepy movie, that's the city. Yeah, that's you what you right. want. <laughs> it's got to be more close knit than Seattle is, but it needs that Seattle weather. Yep. So she she chases she chases this like not chase she she runs after this woman and this this mystery baby <laughs> into the streets and she's almost getting hit by cars and yep. she's screaming the like oh what do you do with that baby the first of like three times she runs into traffic causing all sorts of car accidents. Nia Long runs after her. She's like, um, so yeah, there's no baby or a lady in a blue hood, so maybe you shouldn't come back to work. Don't you think the dozens of people on the streets, somebody might have stopped? Yeah, like what? Pittsburgh, the town that'll let you dump a baby into the sewer while everyone looks on. It's not 3 a.m. It's it's not (laughs) empty streets. It's the middle of a work day. 3 a.m., which everybody knows to be the baby dumping hour. Yes. did, Did it turn out to be herself? No, that's no, no, no. Just, it's an actress. I was confused about this too. It's an actress that kind of looks both, like her. They both have like bleach blonde hair, and I'm like, huh, what? Yeah, huh? Because it's this whole thing about like she's worried that she's pregnant, so she's thinking about babies and shit. But yeah. it's like, if you want to do that, have the woman actually be Patricia Arquette. But yeah. Here's the thing: is I think it's a weird red herring. I think what they're starting this movie up is they're trying to make you think that she is the new Mary. Because there's a song about Mary, and there's a bunch of fucking images of Mary, and it's everywhere. Oh. And then, like, this second, image. I think you meant Bloody Mary for a second. <laughs> no. That that mystery woman in the mirror. Yes, the, the, the killer out of the mirror. Right. No, but you meant the Virgin Mary. The Virgin right? Mary. But, but she just had sex. Yeah, we see her get down to some fucking. Well, no, may, but, wait, like, and then she's wait, immediately that, pregnant, and then you, there's a whole pregnancy scare for no reason. Are you telling me this happened to the Virgin Mary, that she actually had sex and had a pregnancy scare? Well, I am a Mary truther, as you know. <laughs> You're well oh, aware. look who's coming down the street. It's old Mary Truther, Chris Cabin. <laughs> Gonna tell us how the Virgin Mary was sleeping with so and so. Well, you could put a pipe put a pipe put it put a pipe on it. Look, none of us were there. You don't know. <laughs> she could have been all over the place. So she freaks out. It's like, all right, you know what? Let's just go ahead and just take some more time off. So I'll I'll get you on the train and get you home. Cut to them on the subway. They're riding home. And she's on a very religious subway car. There's yeah. a priest and two nuns. I was like, all right, that's pretty packed. Great bit of trivia. This subway, like the exterior subway cars, is the exact uh, ex- exterior from a uh, money train. Money train, yes. Wow. It's the they're riding the, the money yeah, train yeah. is what's happening. I was like, man, the lighting is exactly that's why I noticed is because like underneath there's all like a lightning streak underneath the train. It's mm-hmm. that kind of lighting. It's like 
man, I never thought I'd be watching something like, oh, shit. Wish I had Money Train on right now. <laughs> Money Train, infinitely more entertaining oh, than Stigmata. A lot of fun. Because, you know, uh, Neil Long and Patricia Arquette, while both being talented actors, just do not have that banter of Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Also, Money Train, guess what that has? A villain. Well, the villain in this movie, dude, is the Catholic Church. But it doesn't show up until the last <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're not wrong. It's you're just right. like an invisible entity. It's like that It Follows movie where there's just a thing doing stuff. That's what the Catholic Church is, man. It it's... wants you to believe it's not there, but it's doing stuff in the shadows. It's trolling on it's eBay. It's invisible monsters, true. It's so... a, the Catholic Church is on Tinder, too. They're looking everywhere on the internet. Are you kidding me? They're on Tinder? Yeah. Dude, they'll swipe up, down, left, right? Oh, well, every which way, just to, to get what they need. Just to talk to people. Usually, usually they'll swipe... Is it swipe right for liking someone? I, I, I don't well, they know, they swipe like well, when I they mean, come across it's, it's... someone particularly young. <laughs> Look, it's a smart move. They've got low numbers these days. Yeah, it's like you know what? We got to be on all forms of social media. You never know when a recruiting opportunity is going to show up. Scientology's kicking our ass this quarter. All over, they had a fucking. On the Super Bowl. They had, a, they had a trailer for Scientology. Dude, I yeah. couldn't believe that. I was like, this this commercial's feeling awful, awfully uh, Scientology-ish. And then uh, it was like, hey, brought to you by the good folks at Scientology. I was like, oh, all right. All right, great. It's always, dude, I, I'm really paranoid about this. And it's why I never, I always joke about it, but I could never actually do it. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I'll go take that test in the subway. I would never actually talk to those people because I'm Ooh. too scared that I'd be tricked into joining the Church of Scientology. <laughs> yeah, Because like, yeah. that commercial, I was like, well, that all sounds pretty great. Oh, oh, Scientology commercial. You know, I think I'm with you there. I mean, if I put my hand on those soup cans and they tell me good things, they can have my money. <laughs> Just, you know, because apparently you could attain, you know, like obtain godlike ability. From just touching the little fetan reader? Well, like once you've paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be the, like, the one thing that makes me think Scientology might be onto something is Tom Cruise looks gorgeous. (laughs) He's tapped into that god power. No, I I mean, I see where you're coming from. So there might be like a couple little god powers going around just for a couple select few. Immortality is probably like top top Scientology. I think immortality is where you're going. You know, until I saw uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I was like, man, he's not aging. I watched Edge of Tomorrow recently. He's finally looking old. Yeah, he's looking a little. Yeah. He's, he was looking a little ragged. But in guess that movie. what? Wearing it pretty well. No oh yeah. oh yeah. yeah, it's a handsome, you know, ragged oh, feel. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. excited about the next Mission Impossible. Hell yeah, that Ghost Protocol totally yeah. kicked ass. Um, and I, Edge of Tomorrow was great, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie really too. Um, Stigmata. So it's been two minutes since she's had a freak out. So she so starts freaking out it. on yeah. this train. Right. Because she starts getting lashed in the back with a phantom whip. Well, it's right before that, though. She starts talking shit to that priest. She pulls the cru- like the cross right off his chest. And no, it's the nun. It. She, the, oh, the, the nun? The priest doesn't say anything to her. The nuns are behind her. And she's just like, give me that fucking thing. Because she goes up to the priest and she's like, are you Father Andrew whatever, yeah. Gabriel Byrne's name? 
And he's like, no, there's lots of priests. What, do we all look the same? And she's like, <laughs> fucking whatever, priest. And she turns around and rips this crucifix off the nun's neck. You know, she's got a little crucifix necklace. Rips it off. And then the train is just like, oh, yeah? Well, how about this? And the train just, like, derails itself. And it's just B-roll from Money Train. Like, yeah. the exterior is just the Money Train going off the track. And I'm surprised there weren't, like, dollar bills yeah. flying all over the place. You just get, like, a one of, like, Wesley Snipes' head <laughs> yeah, through totally. a window. But then, yeah, she grabs, like, the bars on each side of the car, and it's like, oh, crucified. And, yeah, she starts getting 40 lashes with a wet noodle, Bart. Like, just her right, back yeah. just starts opening up. A little, this bit, priest... little bit of the uh, Roman justice. Yeah. <laughs> and this priest is looking like, Oh fuck! That's bad. Gotta call somebody. I don't know who to call, but I gotta call somebody. Gotta, Definitely oh, not the police. I gotta call somebody. I'm the I'm the I'm the internet branch of the Catholic Church. I don't. I'm not prepared for this. This wasn't on the internet. What am I gonna do? And I think it's the case where every time a priest sees something weird, you just write a little handwritten note to the Vatican, and their team gets on. See it. something, right. say something. Exactly. <laughs> It's the holiest version of see something, say something, because this guy sees something mm -hmm. and says something to the Vatican. Like, Jonathan Price gets this nice letter. He's like, oh, a card from Pittsburgh. That's adorable. Oh, what's that? Back just totally getting whipped out of thin air. Well, all right. Got to send in the crack squad of commandos. Now, here's... <laughs> Catholic commandos. Well, here's what I'm a little confused about, because they make a point of, like, he's a scientist. Gabriel Byrne. Oh, he's, right. he will be the first one to tell you that eight times in this movie. He's a scientist, but I don't think he's like a psychiatrist or like has like psychological degree of any kind. No, no. not at all. So why would you be bringing him into discuss? Like she's traumatized. That's it's a trauma victim well, situation. No, but, <clears throat> because here's the thing: much like the rest of the cold-hearted Catholic Church, they don't give a shit about like her mental state so much as they care about like. Go check out these supposed wounds that she has and see what the deal is. Like, see if she's actually getting the shit. They don't care, like, if these things are damaging her in But, any she, way. I mean, she's talking to him most of the movie, and, like, it, most of it is like, no, it's okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, well, it turns yeah. into armchair, you know, psychology. It's also, like, grunt work. It's yeah. like, oh, God, would you fuck off, Gabriel Byrne? <laughs> send, send him to Pittsburgh. Oh, get him the fuck out of Brazil and get him... Well, I think that's kind of what it is because he won't shut up about going back to this church. Like He's like, all right, listen, I did your wall thing. Now send me back to Brazil. And they're like, no, man, you but just got back from also, there. Also, in this scene before they send him to Pittsburgh, they say like, oh, yeah, that uh, that town you said you visited in Brazil doesn't exist. And yeah. Also, oh, yeah. Uh, if there's a church anywhere near there, no, it's not one of ours. Definitely not so one of ours. They're, he's t they're telling Gabriel Byrne, whatever, you're a fucking... You've been hallucinating. You're a Catholic <laughs> priest and a scientist, but you're too dumb to know the difference between a whatever church and a Catholic church? Yeah, totally. And then it's glossed over, and he's just like, okay, I'll go to Pittsburgh. Fine. <laughs> Isn't it more of a mystery, not that this woman got injured on the subway, that, that this town has vanished? Yeah, totally. He's like, I was there. These photos are from this church. You're telling me this town doesn't exist? Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. <laughs> No, it, it it makes no sense. And they drop it right there. And, like, clearly, I'm like, well, they're all crooked. They have mm -hmm. to be crooked. And, like, then you would think that we're cutting between Gabriel Byrne in Steel City with, you know, Patricia Arquette and back to this Jonathan Price and... 
this huge freaking conspiracy that's going (laughs) on behind the scenes. But no, we get none of it. But that's what winds up happening at the end of this movie is you are revealed this huge conspiracy that's been taking place over several years. But no one gives a shit about, like, trying to figure it out. Like, no one is like, wait a second. This is going all the way up to the Pope. Like, this is some serious shit. And everybody's kind of like, eh, that's just kind of messed up, you Vatican. Buried the lead, yeah. Rupert Wainwright. You, this was the interesting part of your movie. And you said, fuck it. <laughs> There's a great part. I think it's the second time she's in the hospital. After like the the backlashing or whatever, where a doctor comes in because they're running tests on her or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, I think you're epileptic." Like that's the only thing they could explain this or something. And this doctor is a real asshole to her. It's kind of great because she's like, "Um, did you happen to run a pregnancy test on me?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she says, "You know, was I pregnant?" And he, he says, "No." And she's like, "Well, was I?" And he's like. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. How about a little bedside manner, please? I mean, I don't know. I mean, just I... stop with the, What kind of a question is that for a doctor? Leave me alone. What the fuck are you doing here? Why don't you go ask Planned Parenthood? <laughs> yeah. Those heathens. Get the fuck out of here. And then she goes from that guy being a dick to Gabriel Byrne being a dick to her for most of this movie. Well, yes. they get introduced. Like, he comes into the hair salon. And she's like, oh, do you want to get your nipples pierced, father? <laughs> but then he agrees to a haircut. And it's like, he's I'm, flirt- uh, they, he's they're in- flirting. Right. But, well, oh, yeah. Fucking oh, time. yeah, yep. they are. Oh, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, he knows that she's probably a mental case. Oh, yeah. And he's look like, at the, look at I'm not, not around you. You're going to risk <laughs> risk your haircut on that? Well, I mean, like, I don't think he really cares about his outward appearance, man. He's with the Lord. <laughs> And then when they're flirting, too, he does tell her that he has had a taste for women. And he has dipped his, you know... It's a the, line uh, that uh, that priests have used in movies for decades, which is, well, you know, I wasn't exactly born a priest. Like, how many supposed... times has a priest said that? And if he's you're def- a Catholic priest, aren't you supposed to be celibate? But he's saying Before that he, you oh, make the what, decision. Yeah, right. When I was a scientist, I was doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but when I, I was a hot stud scientist, I was getting all sorts of ladies. Yeah, but I just don't think I don't think he's uh, church material in my book. Uh, if he's been getting ladies as a scientist, well, that's why they. <laughs> They have him. They kind of have him as a freelancer. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> because like they kind of have him on contract. He's just like thing. this. I, those goddamn collars start needing ranks. Yeah, M- make it like the karate belts. Maybe yes. he's a brown belt, <laughs> like a green, a green right. collar, like a nice jungle yeah. green collar. And then show I show the know. prostitutes because <laughs> exactly. that's how you also oh, know. Oh man, what a great moment! And how embarrassing for those prostitutes. <laughs> Like, when he's in Rome, like, he's walking to the Vatican, which is great because he's, like, walking to the Vatican like someone would walk to work, which is pretty cool. And these prostitutes come out like, hey, how's it going? You want a little fun in the middle of the morning? That's great. And he's, like, entertaining it for a while. He's, like, stringing them along like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. And then he just pulls down his jacket and shows that white collar. And the whole block just starts laughing at these <laughs> prostitutes. It's like, it's like a musical for Unanimous, a second. Unanimous, like, <laughs> collar yank for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, take that, prostitutes. That's so embarrassing for you, creatures of the night. <laughs> oh, those are vampires. Never. Yes, yeah, but we do want to make that. Yeah, prostitutes are vampires. Be but, safe out there. But Protection. so then she's like, they're at this coffee shop, you know, and he's like, uh, all right, well, you know, you supposedly got these, uh, you know, uh, wrist wounds. Let's check that shit out. And she's like, yep, 
here's some holes in my arms. Both sides go straight through. That's kind of weird, right? Well, she doesn't. She starts. It starts with the back. Like he's like, okay, so I saw footage of your backing all whipped out. Right, right, right. Uh, and you know, this usually means you know this is the sign of the stigmata. Um, but uh, hey, so what religion are you? Where, where? What church do you go to? And she's like, I'm an atheist. And he's like, well, fuck you, goodbye. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's such an asshole in this movie. Like, here's this woman who's like, listen, I was riding the train, and all of a sudden my back just opened up. Yeah. Also, you can clearly see through both of my arms through these nail-sized holes. And he's like, yeah, but uh, you don't go to church, so eh, good luck. Yeah, the, the, the atheists aren't getting the stigmata here. Yeah, it's just he's, not happen. It cannot happen. As Gabriel Byrne explains, like only like really dedicated, super true believers, you know, have have shown yeah, signs of this supposedly. But it's like, dude, you're looking right at it. Like, come on, do a little bit of investigation here. No, just oh, you don't go to church. Suck it. I hope this kills you, whatever it is. <laughs> says the priest. <laughs> So then says it's the scientist. It's a scientist. <laughs> says fuck me. <laughs> that is, that's a good point. Says Father Bunsen burner. <laughs> Father Beaker. Uh, <laughs> but no, he doesn't pay attention until she goes back to the Seven Club or the, the X-Files Club. Yeah, again. she's right. running with the vampires again. She's having a ladies' night out. You know, what's what's Neil, even weirder. Yeah. Is her friend is acting like she should be acting like nothing's wrong. Like, Oh, yeah. It's like, what is your problem, Patricia Arquette? She's like, well, all these wounds that just start appearing all over my body. You know, that those? I keep going to the hospital every couple of days. Like, you know how I've been freaking out almost continually for the past few days? There's really no reason for me to even be here. I should be in an institute or something, but... <laughs> But instead, I'm at this vampire club hanging. I'm out. afraid if that happens, we don't have a movie, so we got to do this, man. <laughs> Me and you. And it's a really dude. It's an it's some intense partying that's happening here because she's like she sits down at a cocktail table, and Neil Long comes over, and she's like, "What? You don't want to drink the blood of the innocent like the rest yeah. of us? What's going on?" And she's like, "No, no, no. I just I don't feel right tonight. I kind of don't feel like partying." And a waitress comes by, and she's like, "Uh, we'll have two doubles a piece, right?" <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and this waitress pours four gigantic shots, and she's like. I was like, dude, if I just had this shit happen to me, I would not be out, first of all. And if I was out, I wouldn't be at a vampire club. And if I was at a vampire club, I wouldn't be drinking two doubles of whatever the hell vodka you're throwing down your gullet, man. But that's way too many if I'm going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? A good a good rule of thumb. If you start experiencing signs of the stigmata, stay in with a book. Maybe catch up on some TV. And hey, but to be fair, she does learn her lesson. Well, you know, also, but before you... She does <laughs> learn her what? lesson. Because she gets the fucking thorn. Then she starts getting her, her thorn wounds right open. in the middle of the club. And, you know, to counter your point, I'm starting to think going out's the choice. I don't want to clean blood off my couch. <laughs> I'm not bleeding on my own furniture. You'd that's rather have have true. this happen in some grody club. Yeah, you're just you can, staying it, the whole time I, in a bathtub. I don't. <laughs> well, the thing is, then I don't. I see. I don't have to worry about someone. Call, you know, I don't have to worry about calling nine one one, figuring out how I'm getting to the hospital and all that. <laughs> I'm just bleeding out everywhere in public. And guess what? I can just do that. And then the people around me now work for me, (laughs) and they have to go and figure, help help me out of here and get me somewhere. It's like, uh, you know what? You are not allowed to come back in this club, Frankie, because every time you come in, you start bleeding everywhere. 
and then act like you didn't know about it. <laughs> we all know you know what's going on with your stigmatic wounds. I thought this was a vampire club. I thought you guys thought you guys would like blood. <laughs> Shouldn't you like getting showered in my blood? Oh man, if she walked in oh man, imagine if she walked into the blade. Oh she'd be yeah, dude. seconds. There's one dude in the back of this club that's like well, actually, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> Shut up, Larry. This is disgusting. You're not cleaning it up every night. She keeps coming here. Son of a bitch, Larry. Do you think if vampires preyed on her, she would get, like, Christ power? Like, do you think it, they would work? If she was getting the stigmatic injuries she... and then they turned her into a vampire? Well, the thing is, I'm you know, if there's a degree of Jesus magic at play, Jesus magic always trumps vampires. I don't know, man. That's like getting drunk and then dropping acid. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's too much. Don't it's, be fucking doing that. It's ill-advised. <laughs> like, it's just too much. Don't do it. Well, I had those 16 <laughs> shots of vodka. Now let's... Pop a couple tabs on the old tongue and see where this train takes me. And then, yeah, and then, and then walk around fucking Pittsburgh. <laughs> then do 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 some lines and get your the your thetan levels checked by some Scientologists. <laughs> uh, we can't done. check your thetan levels right now. You're clearly intoxicated. Maybe it's the kind of thing like a tattoo artist like won't give you a tattoo if you come into the parlor wasted. Yeah, right. It's like any good Scientologist won't test your thetan levels if you're fucked if up. You're bleeding from stigmatic wounds. <laughs> With vampire fangs? <laughs> and you're talking about how your mother's riding the white horse? Uh, we can't test you right now. You're going to get blood all over our magic dumbbells you have to hold on to. <laughs> so, yeah, her head just fucking splits open. And uh, she just runs out again. And eventually, like, is this when but, Gabriel Byrne finds her in the alley? Yes. Yeah. yeah With the glass but, bottle. But I have to also oh. interject here. The artistic shots in this movie are it, out of control. Oh, my God. So while she's in the club and there's all this, like, flashing going on, we're also we're getting flashes of shots of an actual crown of thorns being put on, like, Jesus' head. Yeah. Some dude playing Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ow, cut it out. <laughs> hey! Hey, oh. that hurt. Hey, you got peroxide for that. It's just, you're right. It's such, a, like, artsy horse shit. And it's like, man, like, for what? No one thinks this is cool. Right. I mean... I guess I kind of did in 1999. I don't particularly remember what I found appealing about this movie. You were just riding on the vapors of The Exorcist, man. You know, you you liked something, and then you saw it replicated, so you liked that as well. I mean, that's... Like, I love horror movies. I always have. And I think I, when I was younger, I was much less critical of them. So I was like, ah, it's a movie where a woman's possessed or some shit. Well, that's cool. Look, blood. All right. It's a vampire club. That's cool. I'll buy this for $22 on DVD, you fucking fat loser. God, that is how much DVDs used to be, isn't it? Oh, it yeah, used dude. to be ridiculous. Ridiculously priced. I, honestly. I could buy $3 most times. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's so insane. I made a lot of bad investments. <laughs> oh, dude, the money I could have saved if I wasn't running to Best Buy every week. Oh, you think I wanted 10 years later to know that I purchased Girl Fight? <laughs> Wow, you own Girl Fight? Dude, I really on. liked Girl Fight for some hold reason. Hold on a second. You purchased Girl Fight? Uh-huh. I think a, a Vatican scientist might come by <laughs> because of that. It's the same thing as The Crown, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. from the forehead, like, buying like, Girl Fight on DVD. A, pap a papal enforcer is going to get a notice of this podcast and be like... <laughs> Just, like I, I have this image a grown of man has bought and... Well, some like Vatican like hideaway place where they're studying all these papers and they're like looking over all the people who bought Girl Fight on DVD. <laughs> it's five pages. 
That's and it's it. just of names, and that's it. Five pages. Dude, I don't think I even saw Girl Fight. It's okay. It's an it's okay so movie. Good. But uh, it's, it's certainly not something I need to own. Well, it's like buying Murder Ball on DVD. Like, Precisely. What the fuck for? But I did it. Because why? It's a DVD. You got to buy it. What a fucking scam. What a total, total outright scam. Yeah. Um, so, so then she, she runs down this alleyway, like it's perfect timing. Like Gabriel Burns, like feeling bad about being such an asshole. So he's coming back and she like runs past him, like again, flipping out. Uh It's, it's flip out four of 19 in this movie. And she runs into this like Freddy Krueger alleyway where like all these pipes and different things are coming to life. I was like, what is happening right now? Is she dreaming? But also, it's like the fucking alley scene in Seven. Yeah. Where he gets the drop on him. Yep. It's exactly this. And it's cut that way and it's shot that way. It's so in- it's so insane how we've seen so many movies like from around this time or maybe a little later that are just flat out ripping off the movie Seven. Like, yeah. it's totally crazy. And so she's on top of this car hood, speaking a dead language, carving signs into the hood of this shitty car with, like, a broken bottle. Mm -hmm. And Gabriel Burns just watching this shit happen. And she's just, like, she's speaking in tongues and carving with this broken bottle and everything. And he's just looking like, ah, I was a real jerk to her in that diner. This uh, looks to be something I thought it wasn't. Oh, dodge that bullet. All right, let's try to help this woman. She's talking to her. Yeah, that's Aramaic. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I, fuck, fuck. Uh, oh, I was fuck. really hoping it was Spanish. Oh, right, shit. It's a dead language. Yeah, this is me. You, this is all on me. The <laughs> amount of times people explain Aramaic in this goddamn Holy movie oh. is <laughs> out of control. We have priests telling other priests. <laughs> we have Vatican people telling Vatican people. Dude, if you are a Vatican scientist, you shouldn't have to have Aramaic explained to you, Gabriel Byrne. He should be fired instantly. <laughs> this guy is a charlatan. Like, go he's, back to being a scientist he's full too much time. Of a science. Yeah, he's a braggart about sleeping with ladies. <laughs> he, he doesn't know... Shit from Shinola when it comes to ancient Judea. And by the way, he came to your front door, said he found a miracle in Brazil. <laughs> Dude, the twist should be Gabriel Burns, a, a deranged piece of shit. And that like, was a hallucination. Patricia Arquette yeah. and the Catholic Church team up to take him out. Oh, yeah. Wow, what a great third act that would be. We got to get this son of a bitch. You get like a Dan Brown, <laughs> Paul Bettany hitter. He's like whipping himself. Yes. Dude, yes. speaking of Dispatch Catholic mysteries, <laughs> dude, speaking of Catholic mysteries, yeah. man, those movies are some of the dumbest things you could like. I didn't think you could get dumber than the Da Vinci Code. Then I went and saw Angels and Demons. I never saw. But those two movies, what do they have? They have villains. Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, well, they also, I mean, they have Tom Hanks with fantastically awkward hair. Oh, yeah, that's bad. But... <laughs> But then, yeah, you're right. I mean, they do it's, have it's some villains. villains. Just like this, all this movie needs for me to be like, okay, pass. Like, but it's like you, you had it. It's right in front of yeah. you. It's Jonathan Price, but he's not doing jack shit in this movie. For some reason, you want to focus on Gabriel Byrne and Patricia Arquette, both very good actors, given yeah. garbage to read. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big won't they or won't they? Yeah. <laughs> Well, except for one scene where you think it just might get pulled off. And then it won't bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the next one, right? After after she's carving shit into the uh, 
the hood of the car. Hood. Yeah. It next is she's writing on her walls and she looks like I don't even know what. It looks like Linda Blair and the Exorcist. Yeah. Like she's got contacts in, her face is all cut up because of the, the crown of thorns injuries. I, she's pale. Right. When I saw old th- skin, yeah, saggy. When, when I saw that, I was like, We got tricked. <laughs> it's a demon playing a Jesus card. Yeah, I'm gonna make him bleed like it's Jesus. Yeah, I'm a demon. <laughs> I'm gonna win oh, make the Vatican all get all jumpy in their jimmies and <laughs> jumpy in their jimmies. Hey, you I'm know a what demon. The, this is how I talk. You know what, the Vatican? We're gonna make you all jumpy in your jimmies. <laughs> what does that mean? You'll see. Yeah, it goes bu- things go bump in the night. See? <laughs> What's a fucking Jimmy Cagney threatening the Vatican for? Or was that Edward G. Robinson? It's both, all right? <laughs> hey, take it easy, see? We emerged and became a demon. And now we're, <laughs> now we're making girls look like they're doing Jesus stuff, but they're not. It's just demon stuff. Edward G. Cagney? It's all the same. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, like, now Gabriel Byrne's a believer, and he's like, wow, I almost went back to Rome and left you to die. That sucks. So let's start investigating. And yeah, she's just writing on walls. She's talking in an old Italian man's voice. Oh, no, it, isn't it like and at some points it's just pure English? It's it's a dude with an Italian accent who's, yeah, speaking English. And, but for these scenes, but later in the movie, it's just some guy. It's like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Well, I think sometimes she's mimicking Gabriel Byrne. It's like, it's Gabriel Byrne's voice, like, uh, over, you know. And it's laid over bad, too, sometimes. Oh, it's, man. She's just <laughs> chit-chattering away, and it's like, hello! Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing with, like, ADR voice changing like that. Like, again, it works in The Exorcist because it's, what, what was the actress Mercedes McCambridge was doing? The, I, I think that was think her. That's who me. did the voiceover for The yeah, Demon. Yeah, I think. And it's like it's Linda Blair, like just kind of like quietly moving her mouth, yeah. and then Mercedes McCambridge is blah blah blah. You suck cocks in hell, Karis, and whatever. And any time she really has to yell, it's just kind of a quick like you see Linda Blair sort of open her mouth, and then we cut away. Like the editing is very masterful in that mm, movie. Yeah. This is like a full on close up of Patricia Arquette screaming at him. With his voice laid over it, and she's like flip flapping her mouth, and it does not match up whatsoever. Not at all. Some of the laziest shit. See, we're gonna make it uh, like they're in a kung fu movie. That'll freak out the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! She's talking like she's a dubbed Bruce Lee. What are we gonna do? Or an Italian movie from the fifties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make it seem like it was made in Italy where they shoot without sound. <laughs> Yeah, they overdub everything, even those Clint Eastwood movies. <laughs> so, Jonathan jumping Price. In <laughs> someone. Jump. Well, Jonathan Price starts jumping in his jimmies because yeah, yeah, she wants she wants to jump his jimmies. <laughs> so, Jonathan Price and Enrico Colantoni, and then like a couple of other Vatican thugs. Yeah. Make way to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it's like she, there's a scene where she has come on to him and, you know, he's like, no, 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 that's, that's cool. You know, I'm a, I'm a priest scientist. Like, can't do that. Yeah. You I, know what? It would have, that would have gone over better if you didn't tell her how you miss lady parts yeah. and how you've had such you gave days, her an in, buddy. such science days of exploring <laughs> and 
and I love how there's one moment in this movie where Gabriel Byrne's character was like, yes, before I was a priest, I had sexual relations with a woman. And Eric's like, well, this fucking sex addict becomes a priest. You shouldn't be talking out of school. That's all I'm saying, you know? But that's what I wonder is I, I think... I think he says that. Like, I think he's like, oh, man, before I was a priest, I think he had one steady girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. he and wasn't was just like, you know, Jimmy jangling through whatever, you know, town, college town. He went he to was college. In. He had a girlfriend, yep. Estelle, and Estelle had sex with him a few times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he was like, uh, Estelle, maybe I'll become a priest. Yeah. This wasn't so great. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think theology for me. And so she, like, it's kind of hilarious because she's like, oh, you don't want to fuck, huh? You don't want to fuck, huh? And starts, like, <laughs> throwing him like a rag doll around this apartment. It's amazing. <laughs> Just, like, getting tossed through tables and bookshelves. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Well, her whole fucking apartment is a piece of shit at this point. Yeah, there is no Dana. Huge... There is only Zool. Dude, five feet above the covers totally yep. happens in this movie. Yeah. It's insane ripping off the Ghostbusters now. That's not a Ghostbusters reference, but all I wrote was five feet above the covers, which was great. She's also got an impossible apartment. It kind of looks like uh, Will Smith's apartment in Bad Boys. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's well, a it's a nice thing. ass apartment, but you know it's what? Pittsburgh. It's I don't Pittsburgh. Know. Who it's knows? Pittsburgh. Yeah, you have, have, yeah, I have. I haven't lived there yet. <laughs> I haven't been run out of New York no, yet. Not yet. quite yet, but but here's the thing that's really annoying about this apartment because it makes for a incredibly obnoxious sound design is somewhere in this apartment there's a leaky ceiling humongous leaking ceiling it's like she lives inside a broken sink like every time you're in the apartment it's like whoop, and whoop, also whoop, there's a whoop. bird that we've got some john woo doves fucking <laughs> flying around <laughs> John Woo's like, there's where my doves went. Get back here. I'm trying to just make face off too. He just kicks down the door. Oh, you. You had them. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm in pre-production for Wind Talkers. Give me my goddamn doves back. You set back Broken Arrow 2. <laughs> yeah, that's what did it. <laughs> But so, I mean, it's obnoxious. Every time you're in this apartment, it's like random bird sounds and water dripping. I was like, is this a legal residence? Like, is she okay to be here? Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> at, at least at least that's what uh, my landlord tells me. <laughs> no, 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 no. The ceiling is supposed to do that. Yeah. It uh, keeps things cool or something. Uh, that's uh, that's a good water. That's uh, filtered. I've actually, that's, that's what that is. I've actually <laughs> had my, my ceiling leak from my bathroom. Like the, ba the bathroom ceiling just like uh -huh. pouring water here and there. Sure. Like dripping water Drip or like a stream of water? Dripping, but enough that it's like, hey, is it raining outside? Like a constant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then he... He was like, oh, okay. He came and looked at it. And he was like, guy upstairs forgot to change the bucket. <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? I am serious. The bucket, by the way. The so, bucket that's owned by the building. It's uh, not that dude's bucket. It's the building's bucket. And then I, I, you know, I watch him. He leaves the apartment. I can hear him go up the stairs. And then I hear like him enter the apartment upstairs and then walk over there and, you know, I can hear their footsteps. I can hear that bucket getting changed. <laughs> oh my god! And um, hey, you know, worked out. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it, I it mean, only happened, that's what's stopping it. It only happened two times since. And um, <laughs> I forgot to change the bucket again. He was probably on vacation. Uh, no, it's the holiday. I got <laughs> to change the bucket, man. I would flip out. Well, I am moving to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere else, anyway. Anywhere that isn't having these leaky problems. Also, sometime in between this like writing on the wall and the yeah. flipping out and beating up Gabriel Byrne, Gabriel Byrne has a priest friend in the Vatican who he sends photos of the writing on the oh, wall. Yeah. And he's right. like, hey, man, what's this? And this is where, like, the this Aramaic is, yes. explanation yeah. happens. Well, you see, back then in Jesus' time... <laughs> they spoke they, a different language. Yeah, it wasn't English or Irish English or you, Italian You English. scientists might not know this, but... <laughs> and then this is where we start planting the seeds for, like, the larger bullshit thing uh. that doesn't happen in this movie because the priest is like, hey, um... Oh, I recognize this. Do you remember that gospel commission that got shut down? And Gabriel Burns like, why, yes, I do. And everyone watching the movie is like, no, we don't. Why don't you explain it? And they don't. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just part of that. But uh, I can't talk about it right now because Enrico Colantoni is 75 feet away, possibly looking at me. And so then, like, he deletes these emails and Enrico, like, goes over to the computer oh and he's like, God. undo, delete. He's Look a, at all these emails. He's got, emails. like, a special he's password. A, he's a Vatican yeah. hacker. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like hacking that shit, like restore and like, mm, and then he, he prints it out on one of those old inkjet printers. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, that that shit must have taken twenty five minutes. Yeah, in the movie, it takes no time at all, which is <laughs> interesting. Jesus magic, if sure. it's real. So then it's like, uh, you know, he passes that off to Jonathan Price. He's like, by the way, me is resident Vatican hacker, also known as a vacker from here on out. Uh, you know, I found I found this. That's why I'm an anti-vacker. <laughs> I just don't think they should be doing it. It should be a parent's choice, says Chris Christie, the fucking fattest idiot in the world. Exactly. I think it should be a parent's choice. The kid shouldn't be involved in a Vatican hacking scandal. <laughs> no, not ever. You don't want your kids near the Vatican. No, because you don't know what can happen. No, it's just, yeah, it's not safe. You got to keep them pure. You got to get more Vatican science to confirm. More Gabriel right. Burns, and then maybe. <laughs> we need more of Gabriel Burns and less Jonathan Prices. That's yes, what I that's, say. That's what I think this movie's saying as well, I think. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, he printed out this thing. And he's like, oh, Oh, from the Gospel Commission, you saw nothing? <laughs> and then just, like, bolts for America with this team of thugs. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we have a mystery on our hands here. And oh, it's yeah. just... It's, it's like, a, whoa, what is this? But it's like a whoa, weird... What is this? Oh, this it's is Aramaic. It's not a mystery that the movie sets up. It's a mystery to someone watching it who's totally confused. You're like, well, wait, am I supposed to give a shit about that? Like, what is happening right now? And then you cut back to she's like... I'm sorry I freaked out and tried to kill you. Uh, I promise I'm not possessed anymore. Let's just take a nap together. Yeah. And then Jonathan Price comes rat-a-tat-tatting at the door, and he's like, well, what do we have here? Oh, you're always spinning those yarns about all those ladies you <laughs> science! slept with in science I school. knew it! <laughs> science! <laughs> yeah, in the name oh, in the name of science, you had to sleep with a demon. Oh, 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 just taking a nap with a demon. Oh, sure. Oh, don't uh, get me wrong. I can't wait to hear this one. Uh, wait till the Pope hears about this. <laughs> JP2 is going to be so mad. I told you I'd get in his jimmies. These <laughs> <laughs> jimmies are jangling all over the place. By, the, the jimmy jangle is happening down here in these pants, Nancy. By I'm the a, way, I'm a, I'm a demon. We're going to ruin his career, see? <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, at this point, she has also had the uh, foot stigmatas. Oh, and right. And they got all over her wedge sandals. <laughs> dude, these. Jesus Christ. These hilarious <laughs> sandals, dude. It's like. The platform wedge yep. sandals that are also glitter sky blue. Yep. Oh, could you get any more late 90s than this shit? Go to Kmart. You can buy a pair of them for a dollar right now. <laughs> it's insane, the clothes that she's wearing in this it's, movie. It's crazy. I mean, it's like she's dressed like everyone in that movie, Boys and Girls, yes. or in She's All That, you know, those kinds right. of movies. But it's just this Vatican thriller with terrible costume design. Well, it's all like, like uh, what's a party monster like clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. Dude, if Macaulay Culkin came in. Oh, is hi. Macaulay Culkin in that movie? Yeah, he's the, yeah. he is party monster. That's right. I thought right. so. I didn't want to be making an inaccurate reference. Was he the one getting up in the Jimmy Jammers? He was getting up in a whole bunch of Jimmy jammers <laughs> oh very very good him and uh seth green trying to do a serious performance so uh eat that shit <laughs> um so way late into the game by the way this movie's like oh and veteran character actor rage serbasia is here oh I'm, god like underused actor in this movie like if you ever saw one yeah he's a great character actor i love when he pops up on screen and it's like and 120 seconds tops of Rage Serbage in this movie. Well, you might know him most recently from when he's going to uh, dismember the corpse of the peanut M&M to put on his ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody's got to work, man. That's his greatest performance. <laughs> I just love that he's like, I'm going to dismember. Like, he's in, it's just so silly. It is silly, but I love watching cartoon M&Ms in peril. But it is pretty funny. So <laughs> Jonathan Price is like, all right, yeah, 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 I get it. We'll talk to the boss about this napping business when we get home. But in the meantime, take this incredibly damaged woman to the archdiocese, and we're going to handle this the old school way. Oh, God. And we're finally just into the third act of this movie. Like, yeah. this movie's like 98 minutes long or something like that. My goodness if it doesn't feel closer to two and a half hours. It really does. Well, it's because all the scenes that don't need to be long are super long. Like, the scene with her in the bathtub, that takes two minutes longer than it need to. Oh, yeah. And all of them, and it just, it goes nowhere. Because we have all these artistic flourishes by yeah. this director that you're just like, all right, I get it, man. Like... Her feet are splitting open. Great. Can we Fantastic. please move on? I no? Okay. We're going to drag this out for three minutes? That's fine. Great. <laughs> but so, Rage Serbasia, by the way, explains this whole thing, yes. which is like, what she's written out are pieces of like what is to be believed is like the true gospel of Jesus that basically states like from the from the word of Jesus like the historical figure right. Jesus it was where something that the church had purposely kept out right because Based it, on the gospel of St. Thomas where he's like hey man make sure when I'm dead everybody knows that like you know I'm everywhere the Lord is everywhere you don't need a fucking church to do it man yeah. you can you know be religious anywhere so clearly one of the biggest money making organizations in the world if not the biggest is like huh probably should cover that shit up right and so I, I agree with you Andrew this is just nothing but Protestant propaganda <laughs> And so it turned out that, and this is a whole other movie that I would actually like to see because it's Rage Serbasia 
uh, the dude who was dead at the beginning of the movie, that priest, uh-huh. uh, and then this third guy who was like the Vatican hacker. Well, were he's on the this guy team. who has to explain Aramaic to Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, the three of them were on this team that like discovered this in a cave somewhere and were like ready to you know do this research and everything, and it all got hushed up. Tony Stark discovered this in a cave. <laughs> Tony Stark discovered all these contrary opinions about the church in a cave. <laughs> but and then the church has been trying to cover it up ever since. But so, I mean, so then we find out, you know, he's like, where have you seen this dude? And Gabriel Burns like, I saw him last week. I was at his funeral in Brazil. And he's like, oh, well, that's too bad. But it confirms like. You know, Gabriel Byrne's not crazy. That yeah. church was there. The you know Jonathan Price and his lackeys are covering this whole thing up or whatever. But Racer Base, this is what I didn't get. He's like, oh well, if he's dead, the whole thing's off. And I was like, well, why? You're still here. They have the photos of everything. What, what do you need this guy for? It, doesn't he know where this the actual script? Oh, that's is, what's it, happening at the end when he pries up the thought. Oh yes, you're totally right. He's the only one who supposedly knows. Yes, very good. Okay, like the, the hidden microfilm. Yeah, he knows where We're the microfiche gonna, is. Got kind of MacGuffin at the very end here. Squeeze it in. Just right in the last like ten minutes of this movie. It's gonna pinch, kind of like a suppository, <laughs> but stick. Just get it right up there. Get that. Get that. Extra position right up in there <laughs> oh yeah we forgot this <laughs> oh you'll need this shove yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's ridiculous because i mean razor baser really does just ride in on the exposition yeah. express gives this monologue in a church and like that is the end of it and gabriel burns just like oh well that's kind of interesting hey kind of wish my whole adventure in pittsburgh was about this not this lady who's now been kidnapped by Jonathan Price. And, well, I guess I'm kind of in love with her, so I have to save her. I don't know. I don't know. I think my science is acting up here. <laughs> my science <laughs> is getting the best of me. Need a little more divine exposition. Yeah, I think I got to read the Bible and, you know, <laughs> read maybe some Dan Brown, too. Some early Dan Brown. Some oh, short yeah, man. Stories. Those <laughs> early cuts. Those Dan Brown early cuts. The early Brown, man. <laughs> Early Brown gets the word, man. It's just a bunch of stories about Jesus actually like boxing people. (laughs) In old Galilee. I discovered this one scroll that said that Jesus was a total dick to this dude one time, Dan Brown. And he totally and then another time Jesus fought a kangaroo with boxing gloves on. (laughs) And guess what he won, man? Historical texts have told us that he's a Southpaw. I believe it. I I found a map inside this cave that leads you directly to the last known whereabouts of Jesus's actual boxing gloves. We're going to go solve this mystery. And then I found this another scroll that tells me exactly how to steal the um, George Washington's teeth. Oh, wait. No, wait. No, no, no. This is national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Easy to skip around. Dude, that's a good crossover movie. It would be. Nick Cage and all those guys. What's his name? Is his name's Benjamin Franklin in that movie? <laughs> Benjamin Gates. Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Gates. Yeah. And then Professor Thomas Langdon from those other yeah. movies. Yeah. Dude, team up. Crazy historical bullshit movie. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's get that going. We got to excavate the first church of America. <laughs> got to do it, John Voigt. And I found it on the back of this mummy. Yeah, because why not? You find sure. some sort of a map written on a mummy's and back, and the mummy comes to life, of course. Oh yeah, and then Tom Hanks has to fight that shit. Yeah. We gotta fight the mummy. <laughs> 
Dude, a Nicolas Cage mummy movie? Yep. Oh, I'm it. there. Sure. He could I'm be there. the mummy. He could be the mummy or he could fight the mo- yeah. the mummy. Either way, I'm down for that, <laughs> that mummy movie. Or, or both. <laughs> Play every role. That's what I want. What is the, the he's, he's got this new movie coming out that's set in, like, what, feudal China or something? Oh, or, I saw out, the... Outlaw or Outrage or some, something it's, like that? It's out something, yeah, and Outland. it looks outrageous. Yes. There might be a mummy in that. <laughs> I don't know... But there might be a mummy. I'd in say that's four some tomb of the Dragon Emperor dude, shit going on. It's a four percent chance of a mummy. Straight to DVD, set in China. There's a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you know what? Be a dragon. <laughs> that dragon looks really shitty yes. too. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> just a, an emoji. Nick Cage. Yeah, it's not going to be smog. It's going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> So, because we just love that William Friedkin movie that shall not yep. be named, yeah, according we're to this film. Friedkinning out about it. He Friedkins out all over her because Jonathan Price is like, next step in this movie, exorcism scene. I was like, come on. And then, like, Enrico's but, uh, not in it. Like, he doesn't I, want anything to do with it. He's totally, like, wussing out with the whole. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. And you know what movie? Not for nothing. In this exorcism scene, something has to get thrown across the room and impale him well, through the throat. That's why it's insane that Enrico's the one who's like, no, you know what? I can't do this. This is your time to have evil people versus good people. Totally. You made this stupid movie. The least you can do is have a fucking <laughs> bad guy who wants to kill somebody else. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, at this point, I was like on Price's side because I was like, finally, because I know there's a j- demon up there's in there. something in there. <laughs> there's, there's a, a de- Jimmy Jammer in there. I, get it out. First step, remove the uh, gym from the jam. Yeah, exactly, yeah, unjam that gym. And that's I, that's what <laughs> that's I think. What so, do. If, I mean, she's exhibiting clearly demon demon yeah, type of well, style. Well, something. That's the other thing is that that's never really well settled on until the very end, right? So, so but you can't also, do any funny stuff. The perfect opportunity for this scene too, and you see it every now and again in a movie where the number two villain. Uh, decides that he's more evil than the 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 big boss villain. So this is the scene where like maybe Jonathan Price is like not doing a great job of this exorcism, and Enrico Col- Enrico Colantoni comes over and like you know punches him or throws him yeah. headfirst into the fireplace or whatever, and he's like, no, now I'm the real crazy fucker. Like I'm gonna do this. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta stay secret. It's gotta stay right. secret. Right. And instead, he just like stands in the back with his arms folded. I was like, why did you even come in here? To hold his jacket? Like, what is happening? Why are you a character other than to look at things suspiciously? He's like, I can't get involved in this. I'm just a hacker. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, I just do the computers. I don't touch the kids. I don't deal with the ladies. I, I just do the computers. Uh, I just trade the picks. <laughs> uh, so, apparently, he's, he, you know, Price is like, he knows that they know about this hidden gospel. Right. So, she... So, so his move is to strangle her to death. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me cover this up. Hey, you guys, uh, make sure the coast is clear. Well, because I think it's a thing where he realizes that you hear those stories all the time about, like, some priest somewhere attempted an exorcism and whoops, they died, yeah. right? Like, yeah. the possessed person just that, dies. That happens so, all the time, man. So he's like, maybe I'll do that. But it's like, dude, on what planet? Like, the medical technician's going to be like, all right, well, these hand marks all over yeah. her throat clearly show that she was just murdered. Like, it, the fingerprints are actually in the skin. That, that's hard grip. Totally. So then, like, Gabriel Byrne bursts back in, 
And, you know, he pulls him off her. He hilariously roughs up Jonathan Price. He's like, now wait till we get back to the Vatican. JP Dew's going to be so mad at you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you right now. And Price just drops like a, like a house of cards. Like he's, he's basically crying in like two seconds. Mm. It's, oh, I'm so sorry, Gabriel Byrne. I don't want to be beat up by a tough Irish priest. Well, oh, no. Well, to be fair, and speaking of the keep, Evil Gabriel Byrne is one of the scariest figures <laughs> in the known cinematic universe. Dude, and mm-hmm. for folks listening, Michael Mann's The Keep. Mwah. Oh, yeah, what a fantastic movie. Early Michael Mann movie set on the eastern front of World War II. Yep. And uh, some creepy stuff happening. But, like, angry Gabriel Byrne to me is in the same wheelhouse as Brian Dennehy. Like, I'm scared <laughs> to death of him. Totally. And you know what? Toss Stacy Keach in that pile. Too. Oh yeah, when you get him oh, really a good angry, fired up Stacy. That is a bag of snakes. <laughs> you just toss that in a room with your enemies and run. Keach, I hate Keach. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, blow this thing wide open. You're fucking finished in the church, like this, that, and the other thing. And then he closes the door, and he's like, he goes up to to Patricia Arquette, and he's like. Hey, are you that dead priest I saw a couple weeks ago? And it, the whole thing is, it turns out that she's been possessed by this dead priest yeah. mm-hmm. who's been trying to, I guess, who's, get the well, attention. No, who's now become a demon because he was a bad priest. But he wasn't a bad priest. Pos- he was on Ray Sherbage's team. Sure. You know, that's what they're telling you. But the guy used possession to get his message across. And to me... That's kind of a negative. Just like that other priest that confessed to having sexual intercourse before he was a priest. Yes. Fuck that guy, too. Both both are pretty (laughs) heinous crimes. Sure. So this, like, the demon or the spirit inside of her is like, oh, finally, thank you. Yes, some recognition. It's me. I literally drew you a diagram before. But this is what's amazing, okay? If you have possessed this woman, you've chosen to possess this woman... Because she inherited your rosary because it was a travel gift from her vacationing mother. Which, by the way, how fucking shitty is it that someone pulled off his old rosary and instantly <laughs> sold it? Yeah. Oh, dude, well, you got to be careful, man. That's I've talked about this before grave on the robbing. air. Dude, you have to watch it with grave robbing. It happens more than you think. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. No, uh, Way uh, more than you think. Grave Hold robbing, on. it's one of America's yeah. most serious crime waves. Since you've said that, three graves have been robbed. <laughs> Exactly. It's happening all the time. Bam, someone just got their grave robbed. That's Eric's, how- yeah. And Eric's guys only did like half. Of them. <laughs> Eric's per- team of grave robbers. Me, me being against them on this show is the perfect cover. <laughs> well, he couldn't be orchestrating it. He spent a whole podcast talking about how bad it was. He's just the money man, man. <laughs> oh, oh I, n- I never robbed any of the graves. I'm just the money guy. Don't look at me. <laughs> That's what I say to Batman when he when he when he, <laughs> when he comes to rough you up. Yeah. <laughs> so I get yeah, this priest just orchestrated this whole thing. But this is my point though, is like if you just want to get across like, hey man, I was I died or I was possibly murdered by the Vatican. We don't yeah. really know how this priest died, but I still want to get the message across that Unfinished like this, business. Right, right. right? So why don't you just possess this woman? And then have her just write on the wall, my name is Father So-and-so. I yeah, was murdered by Vatican English. thugs. Right? Yeah. 
The king's English. Like, put it. I get it. Aramaic. Exa- it's, dude, it's more mysterious why that all way. This convoluted horseshit of giving her the stigmata. Aim for the stars. Possess the pope. Oh yeah, dude. Can you imagine the headlines? JP two. Yeah. Getting the stigmata. Or or he. You know. Keep it a little bit under wraps, you know. Just do it enough to get into that body, and then, <laughs> and then once you're possessing the Pope, you're like, "Yo, got a new gospel for you!" <laughs> Boom. And dude, it's super easy. All you have to do is put in your will. I wanted the Pope, the Sir, to have my rosary. You gotta watch it though, where you die, man, because some people will just not adhere to final wishes. Grave robbers don't maybe, care. Maybe Grave maybe robbers that's don't he... care. That's the point. I think he probably had it sent. To the Pope in yeah. will, but the grave robber took it. Here's a tip. Don't get murdered in a small, quiet South American village. No, no, no. Grave no, robbing in Brazil. Do not. through the roof. Yeah. No. Through the roof, grave yeah. robbing. Anywhere to die. Antarctica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Those people would probably pick you clean. Well, but, <laughs> but they go, have to go, thaw go you out, out first. Yeah, go j- jump in the ocean if you really want yeah. your possessions. Yeah, and If you want to get rid of it all, just have that one. But if you have a message that's going to blow the case wide open on a gigantic, mass, decades-long Vatican conspiracy, mm-hmm. you got to find some way to get that Don't shit out be there. be passive-aggressive. Go yeah, right be, for it. None of this Aramaic nonsense. Be bold. It's, be bold. <laughs> so he's like, hey, man, you're you. Like, I, I get it, like... Just tell me what you need me to do. Like, don't hurt this girl anymore, blah, blah, blah. And out comes some of the worst CGI fire you Ugh. have ever. This is some bad Windows 95 screensaver fire. <laughs> yeah. It is so terrible. It's like, uh, hey, hon, I look at this. So I got the screensaver for a, uh, a Yule log. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, honey, look. It's like the computer's got a fireplace built into that. How neat is that shit? Oh, this is a uh, cutaway scene from Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the the best part about having those screensavers and Diablo in the in the in the nineties on your computer is it was actually hot. The yeah. monitor was like oh yeah, it burning up. hot. Yeah. Oh totally, it burned your hands up. You next got, to it. You got into that Diablo hard. It burned up, dude. dude I you got just... into that Diablo a little too yeah, hard too a few much. times. Just a little oh, you much. got a little in too deep with Diablo. Oh, yeah, man, it's all that Diablo. And at the end, we, we, oh my god, you know what happens at the end of Diablo? Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> you you find like this giant devil crystal, your character, uh-huh. and it's like a giant spike, and you shove it into your head, yep. Holy shit. into your forehead to get devil power. What is, is the point of that game? You're just kind of like hanging out in hell. No, you're fighting your way to become yeah, you're a, like a demon god. Oh, really? Yeah, you're, you're fi- a lunatic. You're a lunatic with Im- <laughs> immense fighting skills. Yes. Uh huh. You're fighting your way through hell to get the devil diamond. Yeah, and then shove it into your head so that you could become a demon lord, dude. dude what absolute horseshit! The, the, by, by the way, listen to this. The, the one of the first like. Oh, like you can now play video games on the internet and let's play video games with other people. So <laughs> I, di- I tried it for Diablo and uh-huh. it was the, I found the best screen name in the universe. Oh. Play, oh, playing, playing a brief skirmish of Diablo on the internet. I'm like walking around that dungeon or whatever. Well, they're all dungeons. Like, guy, a, a paladin <laughs> walks by me. His screen name <laughs> is Poop Juice. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There was a Sir Poop Juice. Poop Juice. 
Juice, juice was the surname? So you would actually have to juice the poop. Yes. It wouldn't just be poop water. <laughs> Chris, it's been in my head for all this time. I can't I can't stop thinking. It's been about in it. your head like a devil diamond. Yeah. Poop juice. Hey, poop juice, if you're out there, by the way. Right in, please. Right in, please. We all hate movies at gmail.com. What was the origin of that? It sounds like a prank gone wrong, poop juice. <laughs> It sounds like you got hurt big time. Oh, what a name, man. You fucking did it, dude. <laughs> you, man, we're looking to interview you, actually. This is like a 90s internet hero. Or maybe it was like the year 2000, but dude, man, fucking good on you. Dude, Poop Juice, you have an open invitation to be on We Hate Movies. Absolutely. Me, fucking Poop But juice. no pranking. No one, no, one, no, one, no one claimed to be Poop Juice. We need to find the real Poop yeah. Juice. Eric will know. He'll, he'll, I'll try. I'll try to find because out. he's rooted out a couple of fake poop juices in his day. Well, that's things. You're it's his to, own Vatican conspiracy. You're gonna have to play Diablo a bunch again oh, to like no. get the questions that they don't know. <laughs> like if you didn't play Diablo, you didn't know this shit. Yeah, you're totally. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's horribly amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, that was something else. Did, could you say things to the other players? Yeah, we, we were like, "What's the deal with that?" Did you say name? immediately, "Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did it, Poop Juice. You won the internet. I honestly can't recall. You know, um, I don't think Poop Juice was that talkative. I think Poop Juice had better things to do. He's trying to get that devil done. It's either congratulations or what's it like to be a genius. All right, let's wrap this up. It's, he he walks through the fire because yep. he's like, you know, a lot of people these days don't have much faith. And he's like, oh, I get it. I'll walk through this computer fire. And he picks her up out of the bed and takes her outside. And it's like, this movie honestly has one of the laziest, worst, incomplete endings of all yeah. time. Because he goes outside. I guess the fire was fake because, like, the, right. the archdiocese building doesn't burn down. Yeah. No one's like, holy fuck, it's on fire. Like, none of that. There's no black smoke no, billowing out nothing. of it like there would be. He just takes her out into, like, this garden, and he's like, oh, please be alive. Please be alive. And then she wakes up like, all right, what's ha- what's been <laughs> happening? And then, like, a bird lands on her shoulder, and all of a sudden it's like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer yeah. gives up church, and she just walks away talking to birds. Yep. Right? He releases her back into the wild. <laughs> it is so weird. It's like, I've got this injured uh, injured fawn yeah <laughs> let me let, oh there you go like you're clearly out of work man yeah go for it and then you're, it's you think he's out of work i think he's I definitely mean, he just out punched of work. his boss yeah <laughs> yeah dude he's getting written up at the very least yeah i don't think no i don't think they he'll take be, kindly to that kind of bumped guy. back down to scientists <laughs> you are scientists only leave scientists and we think you'll be pretty happy with that horn dog yeah jeez And then we get like a ridiculous epilogue where he goes back to that church in Brazil and he lifts up a floorboard seemingly like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And there are these microfilm. Yeah, (laughs) these scrolls are just there. And he's like, ah, blowing the lid off this centuries old mystery. That's cool. Oh, what? The credits are coming up. Okay. Well, see you later, everybody. Thanks for buying a ticket to Stigmata. He's like jumping over the credits to be like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I guess the movie's over. Well, it's like the end of The Rock. Remember, like, they're they're leaving, and it's just, like, it's him driving off? Yeah, it's just, it's kind of just an incomplete, lazy yeah, ending. Like, yeah. I, and now I know who killed JFK. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. Well, I'll be damned. 
<laughs> like Gabriel Byrne may as well look at these scrolls and be like, wow, that's a whole other movie. <laughs> Chemical Brothers start playing. Or no, I'm sorry, Crystal Method is Crystal definitely Method all over these credits. Like, yeah. National... Massive Attack is all over this fucking yep, movie. Totally. <laughs> National Treasure should pick up where the uh, rock left off. Yeah. And that should be the start. Yeah. Like him finding like who killed JFK. Yeah, honestly, if you want to make a third national treasure movie, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage and John Turtletaub, I have an idea for you. Why don't we up the stakes a little bit? Enough of this George Washington was a so-and-so. Really? Oh, Benjamin Franklin did this horse shit. They're the all Declaration. spies. Yeah, forget all of that. Let's bump it up to the 1960s. Yeah. Nicolas Cage finds out who shot JFK. And it's Nick Cage beating up an old man in a walker or something. <laughs> well, no, it turns out you it was it. it was his father. Oh shit! And he's got to he's got to hunt his own father, dude. That's that third movie. The stakes are that oh, high, dude. Hunting then, John Voight. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, you know what? When you hunt John Voight, John Voight hunts back. Yeah, you don't. No, Here's think you're happens. gonna get this one easy. <laughs> you know, we're like an hour and a half or hour forty minutes into this movie, and Nick Cage. And John Voight both spot each other at the same time. They both draw their guns on each other. Cut to credits. <laughs> Just cut to those credits, cut man. Cut to credits, dude. Cut it. <laughs> Would anybody recommend this movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's because it, it feels really long. For a 96-minute movie or whatever it yeah, is, it's yeah. insanely long. Like, you know, I mean, if you're curious, I guess. But I, I you know, I, I, nah. No, I mean, like, entertainment value-wise, End of Days is much better. Oh, yeah. Yes, big time. Gabriel uh, Byrne pisses gasoline. Yeah, it's just, it's, it goes for those moments, and like this, it's just like, I don't know. I like the message of the movie, kind of, because it's, you know, it's like, hey, church is everywhere. It's yeah, not exactly. Just, I kind of like that it's on that side of the argument. But that's kind of the best thing I, this thing has going for it. And it's a total afterthought. Yes. Like, they kind of chicken out with that. And instead, we're just wanting to be the exorcist, which honestly, watch literally any exorcist movie. Like yeah. the first one, of course, classic. Exorcist, uh, the third one there, I think is a cool, like it's weird horror movie. Yeah. That second one is terrible. But, you know, watch that over this. Either of the the cuts, prequel movies, the you know, whatever. Like, any of those are better than this. Like, this movie totally had potential and it's just, like, completely squandered. But, and, I mean, we did this because Patricia Arquette's in it. And, like, I'm not sure if she can hold a movie. And that's what she's being asked to do here. And I just don't think she's that kind of actress. But that's that's funny, though, because, like, I feel like boyhood is on her shoulders. It is, but it's because she's not the focal point of it. Uh-huh. Uh, versus yeah. this, I think it like she she is a classic supporting character. She's a, she's I mean, a great honestly, actress. I yeah. mean, we did just talk about Gabriel Byrne almost the whole time, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> and I mean, she, I mean, she is great. Like she does really good work. She was great on Boardwalk. Um, uh, dude, I'm so cool. far behind on Boardwalk. I didn't even know she was on the show. She's uh, her, his friend in Cuba when he when he goes to Cuba. Finally, <laughs> I didn't even know someone goes to Cuba on Boardwalk. Yes. My goodness, me, me neither. But. I mean, also, I feel like this, like, the way her character is written in this movie yeah. is, like, non-existent. No, she's, she's, so I think she's it's kind of the MacGuffin, weirdly. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, she's it's, a human MacGuffin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, she's gotten bad roles, and that's, you know, you can't really fault her for that. Aware, I, but I give her more credit than Ethan Hawke at the end of the day, because she works with big directors. She did Lost Highway. She did. Fucking, that was great. Man. She did you know, bring out the dead. She did flirting with disaster. This, yeah. These are big movies that from big directors, and she is 
integral to all of them. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's that's a big deal. So do we think uh, at the Oscars she's going to take this thing home? I would like her to. Uh, she Who else is there? Right. Well, it's her. It's Laura Dern for Wild, which I thought she's probably she's good. She's the best you part know, of that movie. I was disappointed with that movie, I have to say. I was excited for it. Yeah. I, but I've. I, I don't know. I actually think it's a better movie than Dallas Buyers Club. So do I, but I wasn't um, blown away by no, no, either it movie. No, no, wasn't anything great. Uh, well, then, yeah, it's Kira Knightley in Imitation Game, which I don't know. That's a throwaway nomination. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Um, Emma Stone from Birdman, again, I'm like, whatever. I, that's another throwaway nomination. Yeah. I think she, I think Patricia Arquette has this that's wrapped up. That's the thing, because yeah. I think she does have it wrapped up because but, all the other ones are not substantial in the movie itself. Yeah, but if you're looking at it from voter perspective, here's the one that I can see being the monkey wrench and Patricia Arquette getting an Oscar because everyone will, everyone always thinks she's fantastic. Dude, fucking Meryl Streep and in Into the Woods. Like, they can't do uh, it. No, It's just, you know, it's in, so terrible. I know she, she gets it all the time. If anything, I think uh, Dern's got a better shot because... I think Dern is the second... I. I would say it goes, Patricia Arquette's almost certainly going to get it. But I think right after her, it's Laura Dern and Emma Stone. Emma Stone yes, just because yes. I think they're going to try to get some it's the Birdman old... presence in there. Right. right. Uh, and it's not, you know, I don't know if they're going to give the script one to them again, mm -hmm. necessarily. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think she's got this wrapped up. That's Stigmata from 1999, directed by Rupert Wainwright. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at WHM Podcast. Right into the mailbag. We all hit movies at gmail.com. What are your Oscar predictions for the ceremony coming up in a couple of weeks? Uh, rate and review the show whenever you get a chance. Wherever you get the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Take a quick second and give us a quick review. It would help us out quite a bit. Uh, clue for next week's episode. We have best lead actress is the category. And that is... <laughs> Hang on a second, gang. Don't listen to anything that those are, those guys are saying right now. This is this is Andrew and Steve from the future. This is Andrew and Steve coming to you from the future. One day, a fat guy is going to come to you in the rain with an envelope. <laughs> are you Marty McFly? <laughs> you know, recently I just learned that that's Joe What's-His-Face from SCTV. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Had no idea. It's been him the whole time. It's, it's for 30 years it's been him the whole time. Uh, anyway, what are we doing here coming to you from the future? What we're saying is... Don't listen to what these guys are saying about the next week's episode being a Reese Witherspoon movie. We have had an emergency programming change to something much more exciting. The clue for next week's episode instead, best leading actress category, Julianne Moore. Say what? Seriously. So this is us coming to you from the future. We have just recorded this episode. Chris Cabin may or may not be dead. A lot of things happen. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's mass chaos here in the future. But we wanted to send this message back in time to tell you, forget about Reese Witherspoon, Julianne Moore. Get your guesses in now, gang. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And now we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave this temporal portal here. We're gonna go back to those guys. They're still talking about Reese Witherspoon. They don't know what's going on. But next week on We Hate Movies, Julianne Moore. And that's Reese Witherspoon. Speaking of wild. Speaking of wild, Reese wild Witherspoon. Stuff. So, 
Look through that filmography. There's a little bit of, you know. There's some stuff. A little bit to sort through. There's some stuff. A little bit to sort through with Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Good luck. So until next week when we take apart one Reese Witherspoon movie, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Eric Siska. Take it easy.